Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you are here. I'm just so thankful that you made it back to the podcast. Um, Super excited to get into our topic today. It is going to be about mental health in education systems along those lines. I kind of touched on some of that in my last podcast. So I'm super, super excited, feeling passionate about the topic. Um, Before I hopped into it, I did want to give a huge, huge shout out and thanks to all of the people that commented that gave me their opinions on what the first episode was like you know um and also gave me uh some awareness about the link being a little harder to find than it should be so don't you worry i will have that fixed very soon um but you can always also revert back to my facebook or instagram i will always post um when i have a new podcast episode out on those platforms so look for me there um but yeah i had a lot of great support come out a lot of positive uh reactions i was super super appreciative for all of that so i just wanted to give that a little shout out um but i'm not gonna be i'm gonna be honest with y'all this is my podcast so i'm gonna speak my truth i'm gonna be myself this morning i woke up in a shyst shyst mood i don't know if it's because i woke up on the wrong side of bed i don't know if it's because i'm on my period and your girl's hormones be all over the place sometimes Sorry if that's TMI, but like I said, my podcast, my place to be honest and truthful. Um, but I just had so much to do this morning and had to take all of my animals. Yes, all three of my animals. I have four, but all three of my animals to the vet this morning because today was the only day they could get all of them in. Um, so I took Marvel, River, and Tinkerbell, my cat, uh, and they all got their yearlies and that kind of stuff. So sorry about the late posting um, this Wednesday, but I'm still getting it down. I'm still posting. I'm still recording. I'm still doing the research. Don't you worry. I'm here. And I'm ready to share the knowledge. Um, So to hop into today's topic on why mental health in education systems should be more important or um, should be made more as an effort, um, I found some great, some great, what are they called? resources (laughs) um i found some great links some great websites i'm gonna put them all down below in whatever posting i do on social media as well as in the podcast descriptions um and the first and best one that helped me kind of gather wordings for the why on this which of course is always the biggest thing to me secondly the call to action which we'll talk about later but um i found this website called brainforestcenters.com and it basically talks to you about the overall mental health conditions starting during adolescence it talks about suicide being the third leading causes of death for ages of 10 to 24 do you hear that 10 to 24 10 year olds man because people in this world like believe that 10 year olds don't go through bullying or slut shaming or spread rumors or all of these impact all of these things that have these crazy harsh impacts on our students and on our youth um it starts young and younger and younger nowadays it seems um and if we can help students understand their mental health maybe we can help prevent them from getting to the place where they can make a permanent decision and end a temporary situation um many health conditions start during adolescence when i said this majority of mental illnesses are experienced onset by the age of 14 Um, This number jumps to about 75% by the age of 24, which is pretty crazy. There's um, a lot of mental health conditions, including major depression, um, but less than half of these individuals receive needed services. Undiagnosed and untreated or inadequately treated mental health conditions can affect 
the student's ability to learn, grow, and develop. And here's where we get to the good stuff. Health is not just about what's going on in the outside world, y'all. We know this. Physical education class is required to help teach children about the value of nutrition and exercise. We teach them about how to stay fit. We teach them about eating healthy. We even give them healthier choices for lunch now. Um, and these health classes also teach things about like diseases and safe sex and financial education has even been added to the curriculum recently, which blows my mind too. But I mean, I remember in my high school, we used to have these things where we would go to the auditorium and it was like a week's project that we would do. We'd have these envelopes with a certain amount of money with like checks that we had to learn how to write and we'd go to all these different booths. And we would do things like buy a car and you were given in these envelopes, whether you had like a single household or a family of four or, you know, you and a dog. Like it was really cool. They give you these preset profiles and you would go in and you'd buy and you'd finance all these things for your life and like really learn about, you know, how the world works in a economical way. Right. Um, or a financial way. But there's nothing. I mean, I don't want to say nothing. There is not enough um, when it comes to mental health or mental education happening in these school systems, similar to the way that they're, they're teaching financial. Um, in America, we have to realize the importance of teaching our future generations about their physical health, nutritional health, and even financial health, yet we don't teach them about their mental health. This gap in curriculum has potentially a huge impact on society for generations to come. Poor mental health, depression, and anxiety affect the students' ways and behaviors and how they interact with their communities and make connections with others. And especially now, like, I know middle schools and high schools have kind of gotten back into a normal, you know, routine and they're opening schools back up um, ever since COVID in 2020. But students, uh, college students over here, it's still all online, baby. There is no interaction unless you make it an interaction. Um most of these students, it's where their friendships happens. It's where their relationships come from. Um, it's where teens find their self-worth in popularity and in sports and in achievement. And it's where their mental issues can become obvious. Um, and it's not obvious enough. I feel like when looking into all of this stuff and doing the research, there are people making efforts. There are. There are some really great programs that I'm going to share with you in just a moment um, that do things like come to schools and do about 50-minute little programs and talk to kids and just, you know, like I said, spread the word and talk about mental issues, make it more aware, make students understand that they're not alone, even if they know somebody who knows somebody that's going through depression, like, there are ways to help. And it's really just about educating the world on how to help. I feel like that's it. That's what it's about. Because at the end of the day, learning to help someone or learning how to say the right things or, um, getting advice on what are the the signs, you know, like as a teacher, knowing the signs of anxiety for a student, you know, that kind of thing and being able to pull them aside after class or talk to them, you know, ask them if they're okay, just doing check-ins, that kind of stuff. But I'll get more into that later. As far as who's making an effort, I did want to point out and shout out the, the NAMI Association or organization. It's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, I went to their website and got a whole lot of good, a whole lot of good information and just on their mission and how they're trying to, you know, provide family education and support. They're serving as an informational resource and referral center. They're monitoring existing mental health care facilities and programs for adequacy and accountability. They're doing a whole list of things, a whole lot of things, right? Well, they do these things where they come in and they 
talk to the students, right? And they're like there for the students and identifying the students. Well, they're not doing a whole lot of that right now. <laughs> I, on NAMI, you can look up your area that you're in locally. So I looked up Memphis, of course, and they had one running for Shelby County. Well, under that, it asks, or it like gives you the option to see the upcoming events or upcoming schedules. There were none scheduled, none. And I'm assuming this is because of COVID. I'm assuming this is what happened not long after COVID arrived. They probably weren't able to go out to schools and that kind of stuff. But they definitely have a huge online presence. But online presence, like obviously we can still implement change. We just might have to do a little more work for it right now. So definitely check out NAMI. And like you can see if you're not locally in Tennessee or in Memphis, um, you can see like what they've got for your area and if they are doing anything if they're not you can reach out and actually ask them to do a couple courses or see if you can do some some navigating through that um and I also wanted to give y'all a really good source and I feel like NAMI is a really good source for the information on how to handle situations that kind of stuff as well as um I found a studentbehavioralblog.org that I'll also share that's got consider the five t's um it's actually got some really good stuff on here too, talking about distress and crisis and traumas and just like additional typical life stressors that kids go through. Let me get to the middle of it. So it just talks about one is talking about mental health, two is training your teachers and staff, three is incorporating mental health um, into teaching, and four providing helpful tools for students, and five taking care of the teachers. Um, there are a lot of big things in these five steps that are super important. I feel like the main two is definitely going to be providing appropriate training for teachers and staff as well as taking care of teachers. Because like I said, this morning I woke up in a shyest mood, right? But had I woken up, done my routine, maybe done the things that I know leave me in a better mood, I probably would have been in a better mood this morning. And those are the little things that like finding those for yourself or talking to students about those and finding those for them are so important in making sure but these strategies this t strategy is super super helpful resource um it gives you all the steps on talking about mental health and gives you tips for parents and caregivers and teachers on how to talk about and cope um how to help the youth cope for traumatic events that they've gone through there's videos and activities and resources um, out the yin yang um there's also when it comes to providing appropriate training, this is where I get super frustrated in a sense of educational systems. Yes, I know they stretch them like budgeting and not having the funds for adding another curricular to the programs already. But this is free. Training and making sure your staff is equipped and knows how to handle mental health first aid and just having a guide overall for these Y'all have to start working towards it. If you really want to make a difference in our youth, then we have to start teaching ourselves these things as well. Um, and that's where, where they said taking care of the teachers. I was super, super happy that they made that the fifth and final note because teachers are already doing a lot. Teachers are, you know, managing students. Is they're managing their own stress. They're managing papers. They're managing their families. There's, there's a lot going on that if the teachers don't know, good self-help practices, then there's never going to be any movement in that direction towards the students. There's never going to be any betterment for our children. Various organizational and or individual level programs, including workplace wellness programs, teacher mentoring, and practices can help. There are 
more links on that that give you teacher stress and help briefs. It's basically like where they examine causes of teacher stress, the effects on the teachers in school and students, and the strategies to help them. Um, there's like a self-care tip sheet. There's a blog post that you can go and read about, like getting burnout and just reducing symptoms of teacher stress. Um, but yeah, so calls to action today is definitely speak, speak on it. Don't let there be any more silence on this kind of stuff. Like be very aware that mental illnesses are very common amongst our youth right now, um, especially after COVID. I feel like that about wraps everything up for today. I gave you my calls to action. I gave you my whys. If you have any further education to share or information um, or you don't agree with something I said or you have more information on it that you'd like to share with me, please do so. I have enjoyed so much um, everyone's comments and opinions on everything and I definitely want to hear more from y'all. So like always, it's an open concept here. You can come and go as you please. You can tell me what you want. I'm here to listen. We're all here to learn and hopefully some of what you learned today we can help share and help implement change in the mental education awareness in uh, our schools. And yeah, that's about it for today, guys. Um, thanks again. Um, I'll most likely, uh, I'm not going to say most likely, I'm not going to give myself an out. I will be posting again next Wednesday. Look for it. I'll post it on my Facebook or Instagram. Um, I appreciate y'all. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and we'll see you again next week. Bye.